everybody, it's Idra here from the BAC Career Club and welcome back to this week's 50 Shades of Pink podcast brought to you by BAC Career Club. Now in this podcast series, the BAC Career Club will be interviewing 50 inspiring women from different industries, bringing to you valuable insight into their careers and experiences. With me here today is Miss Z Arviv. Welcome Z. Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to having an amazing conversation with you. Thank you, Mitzi. So before we get into it, could you please give us a brief introduction about yourself? My name is Zi I'm a singer-songwriter and I'm originally from Sarawak. And um, again, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Mitzi. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. So you've been known to, for singing and songwriting as an artist. What inspired you to pursue a career in this industry? Uh, I think it was mostly, I didn't know that, uh, I guess subconsciously it was a true calling because uh, music has always just been a part of my life and uh, it was generational actually as well. Uh, my grandfather was also a musician, um, although, you know, like pursuing music is not really embedded in our culture and our upbringing, correct? So. Um, I guess one way or another, your true calling will somehow, you and your true calling will somehow find each other. Um, and I suppose I was just there at the right place at the right time. That sounds really interesting. Thank you so much for that. So congratulations on your new single titled OK. Now for the viewers who are listening, can you, could you explain about what OK is about? Uh, okay was a song that I wrote many years ago, actually. Uh, I think I wrote that in 2014. And uh, it was just meant to be a collage of uh, lessons that I've learned over the years. Um, and I just sort of decided to piece it all together behind this sort of notion that will everything be okay in the end? But you just have to learn how to keep it very realistic, but still understand that the, the perspective of okay, the perception of everything being okay, is just so subjective and wide to everyone. And then you just have to see it at a bird's eye view, even though it doesn't seem okay right now. But as you grow, the feeling of everything is going to be okay will evolve with you. So I would say that's what it's about to me. But, you know, just like anything else, I hope it's open to interpretation and it's relatable to as many people as possible. That's really true. In my opinion, the lyrics really connects to people, I would say, and it's really, truly touching to hear from that. So let's move on. Now let's take a trip down to memory lane, I would say. So oh, when yeah. you first started, what is something that was more challenging for you than expected? When I first started, when I first started, I guess it was you know pursuing everything by myself at a really young age as well, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it, uh, it allowed me and it gave me an opportunity to just restart my whole life and career mm -hmm. at the age of 22, 23. Like, you know, thinking back, I was like, wow, that's actually quite young to just kind of, you know, um, be put in a situation where everything is just super fast. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I would say, yeah, just trying to get a handle of, you know, trying to be as self-aware as possible. Of course, sometimes that, you know, doesn't completely work out 
in our own favor you know there's many slips and falls and you know there were there's some uh, some things if i could go back in time i would have said differently but i think um that was, there was a challenge for mila you know just trying to grow up really fast and trying to navigate around myself and um my uh growth spiritually and personally and also just trying to um you know as a young woman right like trying to sort of uh handle the situation furthermore i was very far away from home as well so you know but how i overcame that was to just keep an open mind and take it one day at a time that's truly insightful having to leave your family and start a very new state i would say yeah so moving towards the creative aspect what is your creative process like uh it varies it varies uh, over the years you know before it just used to be like whatever instrument was in my hand uh i try to honor every instrument and get to know its sound and let the instrument know me because i am an instrumentalist uh first and foremost uh besides being you know a songwriter actually by nature but you know just like anything else i need music to accompany my words uh so you know i'm a songwriter by nature uh, i love instruments because i think each instrument has you know they have it has its own soul so to speak so it used to just be with an instrument in my hand and whatever melody would come as i play the instrument um but these days as my you know as the years go by after over a decade of being in the industry you know you're just put in many situations where you have to learn uh different ways of uh you know peaking that creative juice so sometimes i can write over beats or you know write if i'm writing for another artist let's say so my creative process would come through them instead so I would say yeah everybody has their own creative processes there's no right or wrong right but like and you know don't be afraid to try out different things i would say that's really interesting now in today's society as you know social media and the internet has played like a huge role in our daily lives how do you feel about the internet and how has it impacted the music industry well i have the internet to thank for how i started you know like i got discovered on youtube back when nobody knew what youtube was uh yet at the time it wasn't really a household name yet like last time you get you know 30,000 views wow big deal you know and um i the internet has definitely played a huge part in uh allowing people to access so a lot skills or you know access to discovering new talents um and you know there's so many self-taught musicians out there who have just learned all of their skills and techniques from the internet um you know i i love the internet i'm on it every day we're on it we live in the internet now actually so um when it comes to the music industry i know that because of the internet it's made a lot of jobs that were big uh, prior to the internet being so accessible to everyone like it's made you know certain positions of the music industry obsolete like before you used to have uh, anr people who would probably have to you know go through state by state cross country cross the world go to a venue and discover new talents uh, however now 
all you have to do is just know where to go, where to look at home. And, you know, the rest, as they say, like you could change someone's life in just one click. So um, I think, yeah, the internet is, has definitely made an impact, not just in the music industry, but everything everywhere all around. That's an interesting taking that and a different perspective to look upon. Now, as years have passed and ex the experience you've gained, I believe that you've achieved many great things. Now, what is your proudest moment in your career? Uh, I feel like the fact that I'm still doing it, actually. <laughs> you know, like I think um, because I understand the, 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 the reality, right, of uh, the industry. Uh, the longevity that comes with it as well. Like we have to, you know, not, you know, uh, just be sort of like deluded about how it will last forever. Like nothing lasts forever. Um, so I think the proudest moment for me is that every day I get to be grateful that I'm still able to create music for myself and for others. Um, uh, but, you know, if we want to talk about like, when I felt super proud was uh, all of the amazing iconic venues that I got to play when I was touring in the States. Uh, I got to play very, very, you know, again, historical venues like the Troubadour, Santa Barbara Bowl, the Greek, um, and just going around, you know, America, you know, the land of the, of the megaphone of the world, right? And getting to just sort of uh, explore and discover uh, all the people as well and just to acquire so much knowledge and wisdom and experience from there. Um, but yeah, I would say the proudest moment for me was when I played at the Troubadour because, you know, that was where Elton John had his first US gig, you know, like, and so many stories that you would hear about all these like musical legends um, and how important that venue is. But I remember it was almost sold out and I had like a few hundred people singing along to my songs and I just started out. And I remember I just, you know, exited that stage after um, my encore, which is always Kantoi. Kantoi is always my encore. I play that no matter where I am in the world. And I just remember exiting stage right and just bursting out in tears because I was, the only thing that I could think about was I wish my parents were here to see this. Um, but you know, I felt like that was my, my moment, like, you know, I was like, sometimes you just have to zoom out and think about, you know, I was just a girl from Miri, you know, writing, writing all these songs in my bedroom in KL, and then one thing led to another, and here I am doing this thing, um, but yeah, I think the most important thing also is to just have fun, no matter what. Thank you so much for that. Listening to you talk about this has really, I've been in awe the whole time. <laughs> it's truly insightful and truly like inspiring, I would say. The courage and confidence you have to perform in stages. It's really powerful, I would say. So comes with practice. <laughs> how do you balance music and other obligations? Oof. Uh I'll let you know when I know. <laughs> you know, like nobody, I don't think like anybody has it figured out. You know, I don't have it figured out. I just again try not to let things overwhelm me, but you know, that's a deep, like, that's a challenge in itself. Um, you know, like I have, I'm, I'm a, a wife now, I'm, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. So, you know, above all, like, that's what I am. 
first and foremost, right? And then like my music is just this bonus thing that I get to do in this life. Um, so I, but you know, it's my my duty. You know, my music is it's my purpose. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it's just just have to look at it at one tree at a time and not you know overwhelm yourself by looking at it as a whole forest. So. Yeah, again, uh, I wish I could tell you how, but I'm also here figuring it out. <laughs> That's great. Wow, our time has really passed. That was really quick. So for the fans listening out there, what's something you would convey to your fans? Well, first of all, thank you so much for all of your continuous support. You know, this is all possible because of you. Um, you know, music is so, so vast now. And the fact that you still you know, you're still here with me, makes me feel, you know, so I'm very, very touched all the time that, you know, a lot of you have grown with me as well. And I know some of you, you know, come to me, come up to me all the time, like you used to listen to me in kindergarten, in primary school and whatnot. And, you know, every time I meet uh, my young fans who are no longer in kindergarten or in, you know, in primary school, um, they just seem to be, you know, bright people uh, as well. And just uh, people with just good head on your shoulders. And I really appreciate that about you. Keep going. And hopefully I can still make music uh, for all of us just to feel nice, you know. It's a lot of uh, heartbreaks, tough luck and tough breaks out there. But my mission is to continue to be hopeful and I hope yours is as well. So, um, you know, uh, everything will be okay uh, and just uh just remind yourself that kind is the new grind and just keep doing that that's great to hear <laughs> lastly where can listeners find you online i'm everywhere i'm everywhere you can find me on tiktok as well i love tiktok i'm on tiktok a lot it's like my house now um <laughs> But you can find my music on uh, all the all the streaming platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube. Give my YouTube some love, guys. <laughs> I have no shame in saying that. Give my latest video some love. Um, you know, the, the, the key thing that a lot of people, uh, you know, I hope just want to remind you guys that the key thing we get to do, what we get to do is because of sharing. Like you just have to share the love. It's, you know, it doesn't take a lot. Again, just one click, boom, copy link, share on your stories, on your Twitter, on your Facebooks and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys there. And keep yourselves updated too. I'm on Instagram way too much as well. Uh, a lot of people are like, where have you been? And I'm like, keep yourselves updated. Come follow me on my social media. So yeah, I'm everywhere. And almost all of my handles is... Z-E-E-A-V-I on TikTok I'm Z-E-E-Dot-A-V-I Instagram as well Z-E-E-Dot-A-V-I I'm the one with the Bungaraya emoji and that's the end of this week's podcast a huge thank you to Miss Ziavi for joining us today and yeah. make sure to check out her new single title okay on Spotify and YouTube as well as her TikTok it's been a great <laughs> pleasure for me today and tune in next time for another episode of 50 Shades of Pink. I'm Idra and I'll catch you guys later.